All right, well, good morning. Welcome to Centerpoint. I'm Pastor Tyler. Um, I want to start this morning by again thanking everybody for just welcoming me and my family um, uh, very warmly. We've, we've, uh, we've definitely felt uh, uh, loved, felt welcomed. This, this feels like home. It's such a, oh, well, awesome. Thank you. Man, you're like great on it. I didn't even know those were made. Now I'm going to get a little scared if you have my sermon notes up there. <laughs> um, anyways, but I want to thank you, everyone, just for making us feel warm and, and welcome. And uh, um, we're, we're excited to be here at Center Point. We're excited to um, get, uh, get you know, arms deep, dirty, and, and uh, working and building and, and, uh, and, and building the kingdom. Um, like we said uh, when, when we had our, our first meet and greet Sunday, building the kingdom, that is our, that is, that is our goal. That's, you know, it's, not, it's not necessarily about building this church, it's about building, building the, the church. That's, that's, that's what we're all about. Um, that's how we were mentored, that's how we were raised, and, uh, and, and th- this church will grow too, but the ultimate goal is, is, is kingdom mind. That's, that's, where, that's where we're going, we're all going to be there together, and uh, that's, what our, that's what our focus is. So life and its journey sometimes takes us to some pretty interesting places. Um, I, I think everyone would agree with me on that. I feel that way too often we focus on destination rather than focusing on the journey and enjoying the journey as we go. We, we get so hung up on, I want to get to my goal at the end. I want to get to the place that I'm trying to go. It's all about the the. the whatever that, that end result is, the end game. And we focus so much on that that we miss all the great things that are happening along the way. And this can happen in a lot of places in life. This can happen as we raise our children, which I'm in the process of, of raising children, and, and it's an awesome and exciting journey. There are some things that I would, w- would kind of wish to rush to the end on. Um, there's other things that I wish they would stay like they are forever. But too often, and I feel like the younger you are, the more you focus on the end goal, and maybe this is just me kind of thinking out loud, but we focus, we focus a lot on the end goal, and as we get older, we start enjoying the journey more and thinking back to the journey that we've had, and we, we tend to focus on that. And I, I would say I used to be a person that focused completely on the end goal, so much so that if I was going to read a book, I would read the last chapter of the book first and then go back and read the book cheat because I want to know what was going to happen and then I'll go through and read that it kind of ruins the story though it, it, it for me anyway I don't do that anymore it sort of ruins the story it's, it's a lot more fun to, to read it and enjoy it as you as you go along and when, you know thinking about journeys there's a lot of pitfalls there's a lot of twists and turns trails obstacles a lot of things to derail us and take us different directions than what we originally intended, take us away from whatever goal was in our sight. Sometimes goals even change. So thinking about that, that you know, that when I was preparing this sermon, I was thinking about, uh, you know, you guys are kind of getting to know me and my family, and uh, so I, I thought, you know, I'll share some stories that hopefully won't bore you too much, um, and uh, it'll help you kind of get to know who we are and some of our experiences. But I thought of a story long uh, not, not a real long time ago, but when Hannah and I had been married, probably about two months. It was, I think we were roughly two months into our marriage, and we decided to go on a hike. I, I consider myself a pretty avid hiker, um, you know, backpacker. We do, do a lot of long hikes, through hikes, spend the night in the woods, and uh, cover a lot of miles, cover a lot of ground. And 
Haven't done it much in the last few years. Our, our kids are not at an age that it's very convenient to take them out uh, backpacking. So it doesn't, doesn't work out so well. But we've been married for about two months. We decided we were going to cover about 100 miles worth of trails in the Porcupine Mountains. I don't know if anyone's, anyone know where the Porcupine Mountains is in the Upper Peninsula. Absolutely gorgeous land. I mean, it is, it is stunning. You've got sites of Lake Superior, some of those, I don't know if they're technically mountains, but they are some pretty big hills, especially if you're having to hike up them with a backpack on. It's, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful out there. We were there, it was around, I believe, November, if I'm remembering correctly, which would make sense since we were married in September. Um, still warm out. It was after peak season for up there, but there was still a lot of color in the trees, so it was, it was just stunningly gorgeous out. You could smell the fall air. It was just just beautiful. And we were going to do this 100 miles within about a week. So I'm going to switch gears. We're going we're to read some scripture, and then we're going to get back to the story. So Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. And for those of you that recognize this, is about the armor of God. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me whenever I speak. Uh, sorry, excuse me. Pray, with, pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. When you are planning a hike, when you are planning a journey, you need to prepare. You need to take some time to set things in motion, to plan, to count the costs, to, uh, to, to figure out all the, all the logistics, all the details. You know, a soldier, when he goes into battle, puts on his, his armor, like we have represented with the armor of God. He puts on his armor. He is prepared to go into battle. He has his, his armor. He has his weapons. He has the tools for his trades. Likewise, with the tradesmen, they don't go to work without taking their tools with them. You've got to have the tools in order to get the job done. If you don't have the tools, you can't get the job done. I, I, I can't imagine how silly it would look for someone that is a builder to show up without any tools to the job to try to complete the job. He would, he would look quite foolish, I'd imagine. Especially if he pulled out a jackknife and was like, well, I'm going to get it done with this. You've got to have the right tools for the job as well. We need to be prepared to get the job done. You know, when you're traveling through the woods, especially in the woods, it's really wise to have a compass. I know a lot of us like to use GPSs now. A lot of the young, young, young folk like to, they, you know, whenever I teach compass classes to, to kids, they're like, well, we got a GPS on our phone. I don't need that compass thing. Well, that phone has batteries, and those batteries will die eventually if you're out in the woods long enough. 
compass isn't going to die. The compass will keep on working. So it's important to have a compass. It's also good to have a map. If you're walking in the woods, a topographic map shows you elevations. It makes a big difference going one mile when you only have a, a hundred or so feet of elevation up and down versus one mile when you have to go a, a couple thousand feet up and down. All right, it makes a big difference. So having a topographic map is, is really, really wise to have. And then ultimately, you need to have an understanding of how to use those tools. You can have the compass, and you can have the map, but if you don't know how to use it, you're not going to get anywhere. You're going to still be lost in the woods. You know, and I, kinda, I relate that, this being prepared, this, uh, the, this you know, uh, uh, having our tools, having our armor, is, is a lot like a Christian with his, with his again, his weapons for warfare. We have, we have the armor of God. We have the Bible, which is the most complete GPS mapping system for life that was ever possibly conceived. I mean, we have the almighty creator that has laid out, this is what you do. You have this problem in your life? Well, this is how you fix it. This thing isn't going well for you? Well, this is what you need to do. And it's right there in Scripture, God's words. So back to the story a little bit. When you're out in the woods, again, important to be prepared, especially when you're way out deep in the Porcupine Mountains, there's no cell reception. The GPS does pick up, but it's, it's a little iffy at best. No electricity. Campground's pretty rustic. Um, there's, there's no latrine. You've got to dig your own. I mean, it's, it's, it's very, very rustic. We were tent camping for base camp. We planned on doing about 20 miles a day of, of hiking, which is that's, that's a, that's a fair amount of hiking with, with a day pack on. It's not as bad as carrying a, whole, a heavy pack for through hiking, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's quite a bit. I think it was about three days in, we hadn't covered as much ground as we wanted to. We decided we were going to do a slightly longer or larger loop than what we had done the previous days. Uh, my brother was laying out the loops that we were going to do each day, and he was notorious for underestimating the distances. He would argue otherwise, I'm sure, but it's... Every, I feel like every time we'd hike, I'd, I'd hike with them, it's like, that's eh, going to be this far, and then it ends up being a lot farther. Well, this was one of those cases. He said it was going to be 13 to 15 miles, something like that, somewhere in that range. And so we're like, okay, that, that sounds good. And we get, we get our day packs packed. We get, uh, get ready to, to, to hit the trail. And uh, um, it, it ended up being a, a lot more than we bargained for. We were not, not properly prepared. We expected to be back around 3 or 4 in the afternoon, and I think we left probably sometime around 7 in the morning. Um, when you're hiking, you hike about 2 to 3 miles an hour, uh, may, maybe 3.5 miles an hour if you're moving along. And uh, so it takes a while, and you're stopping to take some rest, top, stopping to take in the, the views, enjoy the journey as you go, take some pictures. And uh, so we figured, you know, that would be a pretty, pretty conservative estimate. Now, it is so extremely important to be prepared because, switching back to, to kind of how this relates to life, you know, the, the enemy is real. He is out there. He is laying traps. All right, we, we read that in verse 12, it, back in Ephesians there, for our struggle is, is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. We also know that the enemy will attack, not might attack. He will attack, because it says that in verse 13, therefore put on the full armor of God so when the day of evil comes, 
you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. We also see in 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9, a little bit of the, the character of the enemy. It says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls, along, or prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Resist him, stand firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of suffering. We are not alone. It is a fact that we are under attack. So our journey, as straight a path as we may want it to be, there's going to be pitfalls. There's going to be hazards. There's going to be mismatched road signs. There's going to be things trying to point us away from the path. Not a possibility, it's a certainty. You know, I can say now, going back to the, to the story a little bit, that I wish that someone had told me that the trail that we were going to take that day was closer to 27 miles, not 15. And it was going to be some of the hardest terrain that we had hiked so far on that trip. Some of the highest hills, some of the nastiest muck, and almost unmarked. A lot of trails are, are marked with, with blazes. They call them blazes. Uh, the North Country Pathway is about, I don't know how many, it's, it's over, over 1,000 miles. It's like 1,400 miles long. Starts in New York, ends over in... Um, Minnesota, I think. It's a huge. Or the Appalachian Trail is another one. Uh, North Crest Trail. I mean, huge trails. They're marked very clearly. And usually there's, there's different chapters of groups that go in and clean the trails and make them nice and keep up on them. Well, this trail was hardly marked at all. I'm guessing it hadn't been hiked in a while and no one had been maintaining it for a while. And we had some other things against us when we got But I, I wish now that someone or that I had taken the time to pack flashlights all right, I, I am an Eagle Scout in Boy Scouts. I know better. This was stupid. It was a dumb thing to miss. Now, in my defense, I thought I had packed flashlights. I just didn't check my day pack. What I had done is actually took my flashlight. I was using it as like a tent light, and I didn't think anything of it. And uh, when, I, when I went out of the tent and packed my stuff, and then we hit the trail. So the only flashlight we had was my, my brother had a little tiny headlamp that was probably as bright as a single candle. It was, it, was, it was pretty bad. I wish that I'd packed more food for that hike. I packed enough for a little snack along the trail. We planned on having a bigger meal when we got back. I wish that I had been better prepared for that, that battle, the battle that was ahead. But it was too late. We were already on the trail. We were already hiking along. You know, as we were as we were heading off, I mean, it was it was spectacular. It was an absolutely gorgeous trail. I mean, it, the sun was bright that day. It was warm. It was really warm. Very few clouds in the sky. We were seeing. We were up on ridges that overlooked some of the lakes. There's a there's a lake called Mirror Lake there that's really pretty. Um, there's another bunch of smaller lakes and ponds and whatnot up up in there and, and rivers and. Anyways, we're up on some high crests, and you can look down. We've seen a moose that was, that was feeding or drinking down there. We've seen wolves, actually. That was actually kind of what caused a little bit of scary stuff later on in the story. But uh, we've seen wolves, actually a pack of wolves, and uh, uh, actually seen mountain lion sign. Didn't see any actual mountain lions, but we've seen sign of mountain lion. There are mountain lions up there. And uh, it, it, was, uh, it, was, it was beautiful, just absolutely gorgeous thing is, I couldn't help but noticing as the day was progressing, we, were, we weren't hitting the halfway point. There was a marker, uh, a certain location that would have been marked pretty well once we got to it. It was, the, it was a, a, a mountain crest, not a big mountain, but it was, it was still the top of a hill. There was a little rustic campground there. 
then we knew that was the halfway point. And as the day is lingering on, we're not hitting the halfway point. And here it's almost noon, and we're not hitting the halfway point. And then it's afternoon, and I'm like, all right, what's going on here? I thought this was only so many miles. We have been hiking for hours and hours and hours. We are not at the halfway point. We should be much farther along this trail than what we are right now. Because I knew that once we hit halfway, we got to do it again. we got to hike all that distance to get all the way back to our base camp. You know, it's important to be vigilant. You know, in verse uh, 18, back in, in, uh, in Ephesians 6, verse 18, it says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert always, or and always, keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Be alert. You know, sometimes we see signs of the enemy, and we forget to use the weapons that God gave us to fight. We forget to go back to Scripture. We forget to go back to the tools that we have for life's battles. And that's, that's, that's a, 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 a horrible folly. I feel like all of us as Christians, I especially, do this where I forget about the tools that God has put there for me to use to do battle in, in whatever the situation is. When I start getting upset with something or when I start getting frustrated with something, I think about one of the things that Martin Luther used to say um, or was known to say was that uh, he would get a list of what he had to do for the day and he'd be like, this is a, a three-hour prayer day. I cannot possibly get through this list without at least three hours of prayer. And, and this was a busy man. I mean, this is a man that's, that's if you read the, the, uh, the history of uh, the, the biography of, of Martin Luther, just a, a lot, a lot going on. But he couldn't get the day done without at least three hours of prayers. And that's, and that's kind of how we, how we related things. And, and that's, you know, sometimes I need to step back. Even as busy as I am, as frustrated as, as I might get with whatever I'm, I'm fighting with that day, I need to step back and spend some time with God. Because the thing is, is that God is all-seeing and all-knowing. He has the best possible solution for me. I just need to take the time to plug in and, and, and get that solution. Spend that time with God. And it's important to be vigilant in our, in our prayers because it's very easy for, for us to get sidetracked. It's very easy for our, our mind to, uh, to get pulled away. And then we're off down a, a, the wrong path. We're, we're off down a different direction than what we uh, originally had planned. You know, as we continued to hike, and uh, it was starting to get later in the evening, I wasn't really thinking about the beauty of the woods anymore. I was starting to think about the danger of our predicament. We were not properly prepared. We were not ready for the hike that we had, we had planned to do that day. You know, where it was warm and the sun was shining, the sun was gone, it was starting to get cold. It was actually starting to trickle rain. I hadn't packed rain gear because I didn't want the extra weight in my day pack. Again, another stupid thing to do. The trees and the woods is usually inviting. I love the woods. I love being in the woods. It wasn't inviting anymore. It was looking pretty scary. Um, I started thinking about all these TV shows, uh, you know, Alone in the Wild. or uh, There was one that... Uh, uh, was was going around there for a while, uh, just people making really, really bad decisions and getting themselves deep into nature and not at all being prepared. And and some of them making it out, some of them, uh, you know, sadly not making it out. And I'm thinking about those things. And here I'm taking my wife, who uh, who we've been married for two months, out on this crazy adventure. 
What a great example of an Eagle Scout I am. You know, the trail, like I said before, was, was so poorly marked. I remember uh, that we would, there was three of us, because it was my brother and, and Hannah and I, and one of us would walk ahead, because it was pitch black. I mean, there was no, nothing in the sky. It was, it was cloud-covered. Like I said, it was, tr- it was trickling rain a little bit, and uh, you, you couldn't see anything. And that little light was about useless, except for mostly seeing the route after your foot caught it as you're tripping along. And spiders. The spiders come out at night. It's kind of interesting if you've ever been orb weavers. It's, it's really gross um, to walk through those things, but you get these giant, they have beautiful, beautiful webs. But it's not beautiful when you walk through it, and now you've got, you know there's one on you most likely because you just took out its entire web. And they make them fast. They can have a web by the time sundown happens until, I mean, it's, it's quick. So you're, you're walking through webs, it's raining, um, and, and it, or not really raining, but trickling. It was, it was just, it was pretty miserable. So we'd send one person ahead to try to find the blaze on the, on the, that was marked, usually paint on a tree that marks where the trail is because we couldn't see it anymore. So one of us would go ahead and, and look, make sure that it was actually a blaze and not the wrong trail, and then the rest of us would go and meet them by sound because we couldn't, you couldn't see anything. You could maybe see the little light, but not, not really real far. And we, we inchwormed our way through the rest of the woods that night. I believe we got back to our tent. That was sometime around 2 in the morning, 2 or 3 in the morning. We were absolutely spent, exhausted um, in every conceivable way. There's just, it, it was absolutely miserable. I remember when we got into our hand, tent, Hannah kind of was, was snuggled with me, and she, she was just sobbing. And I thought, this was the worst idea I have ever had. She is never, ever going to want to go back in the woods with me again. This is, this is the it. This is the end. You know, the, the enemy has a plan, but God's plan is better. God's provided you and me with the tools that we need to make it successfully through this life. You know, I want to uh, start bringing us to a close um, with my sermon. I know this is a, a little short, but this is what God put on my heart, so... You know, perhaps you're closer to the beginning of your journey. And this has nothing to do with age because our walk with Christ, this could be the beginning of your Christian journey or maybe you've been on this journey for a long time. But if it is the beginning of your journey, you know, I challenge you to prepare. Second Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Study to show yourself approved. That means get into the scriptures and make it a part of you. Rather than oozing anger and hate or, or quick retorts, ooze Scripture. Get so much in it, and so much of it in you, that that's what comes back out, right? The whole, the, was it the, the analogy, garbage in, garbage out. Well, good stuff in, good stuff comes out. You know, perhaps you've been on this journey for a while and that darkness is starting to creep in. Take some time to step off the trail Spend some time in prayer. Put on your armor, right? You've got salvation. That helmet, I'm hoping, you're wearing that helmet of salvation. So you've got salvation. I'm hoping that you're living, as, as Pastor Mike's been preaching the last several weeks about holiness, living in righteousness, you've got the, you're wearing that breastplate of righteousness. That's going to that's gonna keep a lot of stuff at bay. That's going to fight a lot of stuff off. When we live 
a righteous, an, an intentionally righteous life, when we intentionally live for God, denying the things of the world, it will change you. Most certainly and absolutely. Shoes of the gospel of peace. Everywhere you walk should be holy ground. Every one of us taking ground for God's kingdom. The shoes of the gospel. We're spread in peace. We're spread in the gospel wherever we go. That's our job. That's, part, that's the great commission. We have our shield of faith to fight off the attacks of the enemy. You know, when we were way deep in that woods, I wouldn't say that I was losing faith, but I was starting to lose, maybe I was losing faith, I was losing heart a little bit. I was kind of worried. I, you know, I wasn't worried that we were going to die. You know, we were in there pretty deep, but I figured, well, if we have to, I just didn't want to make a shelter and, and sleep out in the woods, and I knew that would even be worse for, you know, one of Hannah's first times hiking with, uh, with me to do something like that. But I've had to do stuff like that before. And, uh, you know, it wouldn't have been the end of the world. But, you know, I was, I was, I, I, and I figured she might be losing faith in me to be able to lead her through this woods. And, you know, so there's a lot of things that were going in my mind. But that shield of faith, that's what, that's what it fights off those fiery darts of the, of the evil one. Those, those little things that poke at you saying, you know what, that sickness you have, that's going to take your life. Right? Or that, uh, that, those, that, that way those people think of you, you know, that's, that's going to, that's going to ruin your reputation forever. You know, those little things that eat away at your faith. But we have that shield in place. We know what Scripture says. We can stand on what God says because God is faithful. We have that sword of the, the, the Spirit, right? That's the Word of God. It can divide bone from marrow. I mean, it, it, is, it is sharper than a double-edged sword can pierce through the hardest of hearts. We have these tools of our trade that we can use to fight the enemy and to take ground for the kingdom and to live a successful life. To me, that's a successful life. I don't care about the money. I don't care about the stuff. I care about taking ground for the kingdom. Yes, money and stuff can be useful. It can be fun, but it's not eternal. 2 Timothy 2, 1 through 13 says, You then, my son, be strong in grace. This is just before where it talks about studying to show yourself approved. You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. Join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. Similarly, anyone who completes or competes as an athlete does not receive his victor's crown except by competing according to the rules. The hardworking farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all of this. From what I've seen, Scripture makes it pretty clear that we are going to run into hardships. We are going to have battles, and those are part of the journey. It also says that we need to take it like a good soldier. We need to soldier on through those things, keeping kingdom in focus. And that's something, uh, one thing that was instilled in me by multiple mentors. I've had several mentors in my life. Sadly, none of them are living at this point. And uh, I would love to bounce things off of them now, of course, more than ever. But if anything was instilled in me from them, 
it was that, that, that having the goal, enjoying the journey, but having the kingdom focus in mind because this life is temporal. It's, it's here and then it's gone. We have a job to do. We need to get it done. We need to soldier on. Right, we've got, we've, and, it, and it doesn't matter how young or how old. If you're still here, you have a job to do. God still is using you and will use you. And one thing I know, based, again, based on Scripture and based on what God has done in my personal life, God will be faithful. Jackie, if you could come up and play softly, that would be, that'd be fine. We're, 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 I'm winding down here. Just a few final thoughts. You know, God will be faithful. He will there, be there through every twist and turn. Even when we take some of those stray pathways, God's still going to be there, and he's going to, help. He's going to, be, call, he's going to be there on the truck calling us back, calling us back to the path. You know, 1 Peter 5.10 says that after you've suffered for a little while, he will make you strong, firm, and steadfast. So like I said, it, does, it still means that we're going to, even in this life, Yes, bad things happen. Bad things happen to good people. I, I don't know how many times I've preached this over the years, but because you get those questions, well, why do, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, there's, I mean, there's lots of things you can go into about Scripture on, on that uh, topic. Not, not anything we're getting into today. But the, the fact remains, yes, there is suffering in this life, but, but we have the kingdom in mind. The kingdom is our anchor point, and that's the direction we're going. Growing God's kingdom and enjoying it for eternity. Be prepared to do battle. Make sure you have proper provisions. Make sure you've counted the costs. All right, nobody builds anything. Nobody does anything. At least no one that's wise does it without counting the costs first. Make sure your mind is in the right place. Right? The Bible, getting into Scripture, that renews the mind. Right? Lean on God to get you through. As we close this morning, like I said, I just want to challenge each of you to be prepared to study and to get, to get in God's word. I mean, deeply in God's word. It will definitely change your life. And pray. Spend time with God. What Pastor Mike's been talking about holiness the last several weeks, I loved last week when he was talking about how it's, it's about relationship. It's not about religion, which is absolutely true. All right, the scripture is full of all kinds of rules and regular, this is how you do things, but that's not, that's not what it, it's about, the relationship. The reason that we follow God, the reason that I do the things that the Bible says to do and don't do the things it says not to do is because I love God and I don't want to disappoint him. It's not because of the rules. It's not because of fire insurance. I'm not afraid of the fires of hell. If that was my only reason for, for being a Christian, that would be the wrong reason. I love God because he is everything. He is awesome. He's magnificent. He's created so much beauty around us. And we've got to stay focused on not only the goal, but enjoying that path and make sure that we don't walk that path so fast that we're missing people along the way. You know, ministry is not always fun, and, I, and, I, and every, everyone that calls himself a Christian, we, we all have a job. We, have, we at least, at very bare minimum, by our default properties, if you will, is to be evangelists, right? We're all called to evangelize. Those that are around us, those that are in our influence, you each have something to offer those that are around you. 
And it's very easy to get so caught up in the daily hubbub that we miss those ministering opportunities. And ministry is very rarely uh, convenient. It's usually very inconvenient. To stop and pray with somebody when you're busy doing something is not always convenient, but it's necessary and it's important. And again, we're building eternal things and the temporary things that we're so busy with it's easy to get lost in them, but we can't. We've, we've got to pull ourselves back. We've got to get focused on both that, that end goal, salvation, you know, and being in heaven. But we don't want to be so focused on that that we lose sight of the people that are next to us that need to get on the path with us. So I want to go to the Lord in prayer as we close this morning. Heavenly Father, we, just, we thank you this morning, Lord, for your word. We thank you for your scripture. We thank you for the truth that's in there. We thank you that we can stand on the promises because you are faithful. That we can trust you. If only we would. If only we would. There is so much more you can do in our lives. And Lord, I, I just I, I want to I want to be challenged by you, and I, I pray for those that are here this morning that they would be challenged by your word, that they that they would know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you are there with them, that if they're still here, whatever age, from the youngest to the oldest, that they still have a call on their life, that they still have things to do for you, kingdom things. Lord, help us to not be so focused on the end result that we forget about the journey and we forget about those that are around us, those that, that uh, need our help. I do want to take the time this morning to, uh, with everyone's heads bowed and eyes closed, if there's anyone in here that, uh, that doesn't have, hasn't started their journey with the Lord yet, if you've never ever asked the Lord into your heart You've, you've never asked him to change your life, to be the Lord of your life. I just want to give that, that opportunity. I, I think I'd be remiss to not do that. Is there anyone here? Not going to embarrass you, not going to make you come up front. All right. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Lord. All right. And I want to put it out there. If there's anyone that feels like they've stumbled and maybe walked away, and you feel like this is a time you need to rededicate your relationship with God. I want to give you the opportunity for that this morning as well. Thank you, Lord. All right, well then I rest assured that I will see you all in, in glory. And thank you, Jesus, for that. Lord, I just want to, again, final, final closing this morning. Lord, just thank you again. Holy Spirit, thank you for being here. Again, I pray that you'd, you'd continue working on our hearts. Give each of us direction. Work on, on, on the call in our lives. Because I know that you call all of us for, for something. Some things seemingly great, some seemingly small, but all important to the kingdom. Right? We are the body of Christ. We all have our function and our part. And Lord, I pray that you keep working on each of us. Work on our hearts. Work on our minds. Give us a, a, a desire, an unsatisfiable desire to get into your word, an unsatisfiable desire to pray and spend time with you. In Jesus' name, Lord. Lord, I thank you again for, for just for what you're going to do here at Centerpoint, for what it's going to spill over into in the future. Lord, I thank you for the, 
the, the pastors, the evangelists, the missionaries that are going to come out of this place in the future. Lord, I thank you for the, uh, the families that are going to grow closer to you. We just We thank you. Bless this week, bless these people. Amen.